This podcast is a love letter to my VAs, OBMs, and PMs out there. I see you. You started your business for the freedom. You started your business for your family. You started your business for a million other reasons that only you know. But you're stuck and you're struggling. Well, no more. Get ready to move. Get ready to grow and learn together. We're here to work through the tech, work through the growing pains, and work towards a business that you can fall in love with over and over again. See that woman over there who's running it like a boss? Let's go ask her how she did that. Hello and welcome to episode 46. My guest today is Amy Bradbury. She's a friend, my personal CFO, and the CEO of Empowered Profits, a full-service accounting agency for entrepreneurs and online businesses. Amy and her team challenge the notion that old white guys are the ones who should be in charge of the money, bringing a fresh perspective to the financial conversation that transforms the feelings of anxiety around money management to confidence and clarity. Money, taxes, bookkeeping, all of it can feel majorly overwhelming, but Amy's going to break it down for us today. So let's go ask Amy how she strategizes her taxes. Hey Amy, thank you so much. It's so great to have you here. Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to talk to you. Absolutely. Me too. And I know that like tax strategy is not the sexiest conversation in the world, (laughs) but I have to say that you make it so much more comfortable, which I sincerely appreciate in my own business. And I know that our listeners are going to appreciate too. So can we start by you just telling us a little bit about yourself and your business? Sure. Absolutely. And I happen to think the tax strategy is (laughs) super sexy and one of the sexiest things that you can talk about. (laughs) (laughs) You can lay on a mattress on all the dollar bills of all the money. That's true. That's pretty sexy. sexy. (laughs) (laughs) No, it really is something that usually people are very uptight and anxious about and have a lot of feelings about. And when I started my business, so my business is Empowered Profit. And when I started my business, 15 years ago. I can't believe it's been 15 years. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. When I started my business 15 years ago, it was really started to help people understand their numbers. And I didn't really know what that meant at that point because I was working in CPA firms and was dealing with clients that had no idea. They would bring in their stuff and just expect us to take care of it, but they couldn't answer questions. They just didn't understand anything about the numbers of their business. And my boss and I had many conversations about how they needed more help. And it wasn't really in our scope of work to give them that help. And she encouraged me to start my own business and go help people with that. And so over the last 15 years, it's been a real journey to figure out like, what does that actually mean? And who do I actually want to help? And we've landed in a really good spot now where we work with women entrepreneurs who are working online. Most of our client, I mean, most everybody in business is working online. (laughs) They have a virtual style business. So they're, you know, the VAs, the OBMs, the service providers, the course creators, speakers, consultants, that realm of people. Mm -hmm. And they are anywhere from just getting started in their business to, you know, heading up to and over seven figures. And they are wanting to just feel better about their numbers and understand them more and have them explained to them a little bit different of a way and not feel 
shamed by the person who's talking to them. Mm -hmm. A lot of times the conversation with an accountant is about like, you spent too much money or you went over budget or you did all of these things wrong. And we don't have those conversations. As you know, we don't have those conversations (laughs) with our clients. We talk to our clients with very empowering language and we give them the information. And ultimately at the end of the day, it's their business and their responsibility to do what they need to do with those numbers. But we make sure that they are armed with good information so that they can make decisions in their business. That's great. That's great. And that's what I love about working with you guys over at Empowered Profit, that you don't make me feel stupid about this not being my zone of genius, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And it's okay that it's not because it's ours, right? Yeah, exactly. It was everybody's like, everybody's like, oh, I should really understand taxes more. And I'm like, I mean, I don't ever say, oh, I should really understand building funnels more. Like, right. And it's so interesting that the money side of our business, everybody has so much angst about it and so much shame. And there's like so much stuff that comes up for people when you deal with the money that it definitely creates a different, an interesting client relationship. And it can create some different relationships for better or worse, right? Like sometimes that actually makes it very obvious to us that a client is not a good fit. If they're not willing to take responsibility for things in their business and really dive in and have some of the tough conversations and be an active player in the work with us. You know, there are people that we've worked with that expect us just to take care of everything. And that's not what we do. Like you can delegate your tasks when it comes to the money, but you can't delegate the responsibility. You are still the CEO of your business and the buck stops with you. Yeah. And you still need to know when are your taxes due and we'll talk about all this. Yeah. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) You have ownership over this, but we want to make sure that you feel good about Mm -hmm. having that, you know, and that it feels easy and non-threatening and not scary and not shameful and as much as it can. Yeah. Awesome. So season three of the How She Did That podcast is helping business owners, virtual support pros who have already been in business for a while and they have consistent income, they have consistent clients and they're ready for those next steps, whether it be like hiring their first or second or third team member, whether it be going agency style, you know, and all of those things have tax implications when it comes with it. So our goal today is talk about tax tips that you need to know on your way to six figures. So we want to kind of dive into that. My first question for you is, can you tell us where people normally are when they first hire you? Like, what are they, we've already kind of talked about what they're sort of feeling, but like, where are they at with what they've saved for taxes? Are they saving enough, not enough, all of those pieces? So what I find with clients when they come to work with us or when we have that first conversation is they either have saved zero dollars for taxes and they're kind of in a place of hiding from it and being very scared of it, or they've way oversaved and they're hoarding all of their money (laughs) because they're scared about the taxes and what the numbers might be for the taxes. And, you know, both of those things are actually not great. You know, Mm -hmm. it's, it's nice when a client comes to us and they're like, oh, I already have plenty of money saved for taxes that we can say, oh, great. You don't even need that much. You can go use that money for something else. But it still means that they haven't been using all of the money that they could be in their business throughout the entire year. And maybe they didn't hire a team member that they could have hired because they thought that they needed to save more in taxes. Either way, whether they've been under saving or over saving, you know, it's not a great situation because they're making decisions in their business based on incorrect information. Mm -hmm. And then they could have been using that money 
instead of having it just sit in a bank account for maybe having to pay it in taxes at some point, they could have been using that to invest in another system or another team member or something else to grow their business. Absolutely. I love that. So what are the things that we need to start thinking about when our business is growing and we think we're, you know, we don't know what to do tax wise. We just have either a surplus of money, which is always a nice thing, or we are trying to figure out how to, you know, lower our tax liability and be able to pay ourselves more, all those fun things that we get to do with money. Yeah. So the first thing that you want to do, so let me just quickly explain the difference between a legal uh, structure and the tax structure of your business. Cause this Perfect. is something not complicated, but it raises a lot of questions sometimes with people on conversations. So when you are creating your LLC or a corporation, that is the legal entity of your business. And so if you are not already an LLC and you have plans to get to and above six figures at some point, even if you're not there right now, I highly encourage you to create an LLC, reach out to we have a partner that we work with. Actually, we can link that in the show notes, the wonderful company that we work with that does that service. The way that you do that depends on the state where you live and the state where you're going to be doing business. But it is the first step for any tax strategy. It all builds off of that. But that is just the legal entity. A lot of people think creating an S corp is actually like the legal entity, but it has to happen first. So you have to create an LLC. And then what you do is you tell the IRS, I would like to be taxed as an S corp, please. It's literally a piece of paper. You fill it out, you sign it in and they say, okay, great. Now you're an S corp, but you're still an LLC as far as your state is concerned. Okay. So I know that can be kind of confusing sometimes, but it's better to create the LLC early. It gives you, you know, the nice corporate uh, structure. It gives you the division for the liability, separates your personal liability from your business liability. Everybody's heard about all of the benefits. But really, from a tax perspective, the benefit of it is you can't become an S-Corp until you are an LLC. You can become an S-Corp later in the year. So let's say you haven't hit six figures yet, but you're going to by the end of the year. There's a lot more tax strategy that we can do for you if you're already an LLC, rather than if you come to us and you haven't even created your LLC yet. So I think the first thing is, you know, if your intention is to grow to six figures and beyond, really, you know, getting that LLC set up sooner rather than later, it's a nominal amount of money. There's, you know, annual fees that you have to pay to maintain it, but it really is nice to operate as an official company in right. that way, you know, business bank accounts and, you know, a business credit card and, and be set up like as if you are serious about growing this business. And there's some mindset stuff that goes along with that too. You know, I definitely see a shift in my clients when they're like, Oh, this is a real business. Like, yeah. I like okay, it's time. Like I'm doing this. Right? right. I totally remember that about my business feeling very different about it when I was like, Oh, it's like an actual big girl business now. That's right. That's right. Absolutely. And there is a true division between the business's money and my money. Right. Personally. And when you first start a business, it all kind of seems to go in one pot. And it's really hard to make business investment decisions with personal money because we're taught a very different thing about budgeting and um, how to spend money, quote unquote, responsibly when we're doing things personally. But your business can make totally different decisions about its money and its cash than you're making personally. And so having that LLC and really splitting out and separating your business money from your personal money can be really powerful. That's great. So after we decide LLC and then maybe move up to an S Corp, what are the things that we can do differently with an S Corp that maybe we can't do with an LLC? Just a few examples. So, so many 
and this is where the, I'm talking about this stuff gets so sexy. I mean, we are talking tens of thousands of dollars of savings in taxes. Wow. And it's just going to get bigger and bigger and bigger in the savings as your business grows. There's things that you can't write off as an LLC that you are able to write off as an S-Corp because when you become an S-Corp, you also become an employee of your company. Okay. And so there's a lot of additional write-offs that as an LLC, you basically are, even though it's a separate entity for legal structure and everything, you still really are the same as the company. But when you move into that role of being an employee and an owner of the company, it just unlocks a whole other world of really fun tax things that you can get super creative with. And some of them are more aggressive than others, you know, for sure. There's definitely an aggressiveness scale that we work with, with our clients. And we're like, here's all the things that you could do. You kind of need to decide where, you know, you want to fall on this aggressiveness scale. And we let our clients make those decisions. But yeah, there's a ton of stuff that you can do. The biggest change in becoming an S corp is the way that your profit is taxed. Okay. When you're an LLC, everything that's left in your business. So you have all of your money that comes in is your revenue or your sales, or your cash received. It doesn't matter what name you call it. It's all just the money that comes into your business. Then you have all the money that you pay out to everybody else, not to yourself, but to everybody else. So whether that's for software or for team or for your telephone or your internet, you know, all of those things that you're paying for go out. And then what's left is your profit. And then you pay yourself out of that cash, right? Right. So when you're an LLC, all of that money that's left in there as profit is taxed federally, state, depending on where you live, social security and Medicare, right? So that's seven and a half percent. That's what people talk to when they talk about self-employment taxes. That's that seven and a half percent that they're talking about. So if you have a business that has a hundred thousand dollars in profit, which is not that unreasonable to have, mm -hmm. that's a substantial tax bill that yeah. you're going to have. You know, that is a substantial amount of money. Now, when you become an S corp, you're only taxed for those self-employment taxes on the amount of payroll that you take out of the business as an owner. And you can dictate what that amount is. And this is a place where we play with some of the tax strategy. You have to take a reasonable salary, but you don't have to take all of the profit. So you don't have to claim that whole $100,000 in profit as your salary. You can claim 50,000 of it as your salary and then take out some in distributions and really have a, it's like a, pot of stew with like the perfect balance of all the herbs and everything. That, right? like, <laughs> I love that analogy. <laughs> perfect balance of like, oh, okay. You know, like we need to, and it's something that you need to look at all throughout the year. One of the biggest mistakes that I find that entrepreneurs make is they only have a tax conversation during tax time. Yes. And taxes are something that happened from January 1st through December 31st. And if you're not having ongoing regular conversations with your tax team, you know, you really need to be more proactive in reaching out to them. And uh, what I find in the industry is a lot of accountants wait for our clients to come to us and ask a question as opposed to being proactive about reaching out. So the responsibility is kind of on the client to, if, if you're not already in a package that includes your long tax strategy. Mm -hmm. But, you know, if you only talk to your accountant during tax time, you really want to have more regular conversations with them so that you can ask them, what else can I be doing this year? This is what my numbers look like. This is what my profit looks like. It's too late to do anything about it by the time the year's over. Yeah. Which I love. That's one of the other things that I love working with you is that our conversations are quarterly instead of 
feeling like I'm being reactionary at the end of the year and, be, and you know, panicking and being like, ah, oh, what do I do? <laughs> exactly. exactly. And so every quarter we're looking at what is your actual profit of the business? Okay. How much did you take out in salary? Do we want to adjust that? How much have you set aside for taxes? Do you have too much set aside? Not enough set aside. So, you know, at the most, you've got three months at a time. And then if you've set aside too much, great. We bonus something out to you or we let you make a decision, not let you, we're not giving you permission, but we're encouraging you to make an investment in your business or, you know, we help talk through what the scenarios would be of how you would work with that. And yeah, so we're looking at that all year long with our clients. And so as a result, we're able to save our clients a substantial amount of money on their tax return. You know, like I said, if you just come to me in April and say, I need you to do my tax return, there's a little bit of stuff that we can do, you know, for some tax strategy, but not nearly what we can do if we're working with you throughout the entire year. Mm -hmm. Awesome. So as we're wrapping up, can you tell us one thing our audience can do this week to better prepare for this coming tax season or ongoing tax seasons? Yes. Can I give you two? Yes. You can totally give us two. Because <laughs> <laughs> one is kind of a follow-up of what we were just talking about. So one of those is if you have not heard from your tax preparer, you know, make schedule an appointment for over the summer, you know, or in the early fall to get on their calendar and have a conversation with them and share the updates of what's going on with your business. And if you're not excited about having that conversation, please don't continue working with a tax professional just because that's who your parents worked with or who <laughs> somebody referred you or who you've always worked with and you feel like it would be a real pain to change. Like it's really not that big of a deal to change your tax yeah. professional. So you really want to make sure that you're working with somebody that you feel really supported and that you feel like you can ask questions and there's no such thing as a dumb question, you know, mm -hmm. with that. So that would be one thing. The other thing that I would say that they could do this week is if you're not currently saving anything for your taxes, try and start putting aside even just 5% of any cash that you collect throughout the week on Friday or on Monday of the next week. Pick a day that you want to do it and transfer 5% of what came into your account to another account and don't touch it and just leave it there for taxes. It is not gonna pay your full tax bill. Everybody has more than a 5% tax rate, but it will get you a little bit of the way there. And then if you can gradually increase that up to you know, 8%, 9%, 10%, so that you are moving a little bit of money aside, it will go a long way to make you feel better about your taxes as well. Because I can't tell you, like when we do our Zoom calls with our clients, and they come to one of the first calls and one of the questions I ask them is, okay, how much have you set aside for taxes? There is such a difference in the expression on the people's faces. There are so, they yeah. are so ashamed of the fact that they haven't saved anything for taxes. And I'm like, whatever, that's fine. We're going to start today. And we're, you know, starting fresh and clean today. And we're going to start saving for taxes today. Whatever happened yesterday happened yesterday. But there is so much mindset involved with the money. And you're not going to be able to grow your business to the degree that you really could if you feel shame about your money and you don't feel good about your money and your taxes. Like it's going to block you from being more abundant in your business. Um, it is a subconscious thing that I have seen happen over and over and over again. So I really want to encourage you to, you know, take those steps so that you start putting some practices in place that help you feel more empowered about your money. And then you will hit every financial goal that you set for yourself without a problem. I love that. I love that encouragement. And before we let you go, two more things. So you have an entity checklist that you're going to be sharing with us. Can you tell us a little bit about what that is? Yes. So this is a couple of my best tips, just a couple of how do I know where I should be right now? How do I know when it's the right time to form an LLC? How do I know when I should be an S-corp? 
Um, how do I do that? What does that process even look like? What happens after I create my LLC? So it's just a really easy to follow checklist that will help walk you through any of those questions that are jumbling about in your head. That sounds amazing. Thank you for that. And last question, where can we find you online and on social media? I am mostly on Instagram these days at Amy A. Bradbury, and our website is empoweredprofit.com. Perfect. Thank you so much. You are so welcome. It was so fun. Always so fun to talk to you. Aww. That's it for this week's episode. Make sure you head on over to thelaunchguild.com forward slash podcast to read the show notes and grab your free download so that you can start implementing what you've learned right away. If you enjoyed this episode, share it with a friend, leave a comment and subscribe. Remember to keep smashing your goals and pushing forward. You've got this.